you know, when you eat something and you like pause because you're like, "Mm, mm, mm." that was kind of one of those moments. Hi, I'm Molly and welcome to Restaurant Recommendations with Foodism. So this week I had a very exciting dinner at Carousel Restaurant on Charlotte Street. It's a really great concept. They have a wine bar out the front that sort of does its thing all the time. And then out the back they have a room where every week they get a chef in from somewhere around the world basically to bring their restaurant to Carousel. That's kind of what the name implies. It's a rotating selection of chefs. And then they also have on the side of the restaurant a slightly more permanent I would say almost incubator space, which is a similar concept, but people stay there for a bit longer. It lets them kind of test out concepts. At the moment, there's a place in there called Poon's Wontoneria, which used to be a restaurant and then closed and then was sort of like a product company. And now the daughter of the original owners is sort of trying to bring bring it back. Delicious wontons, by the way. Anyway, I went to one of the Carousel weekly pop-ups, which was a chef from a restaurant called Locale from Florence. Which this was such funny kind of serendipitous timing because literally probably about a month ago I was editing an article from a freelancer who went out there and dined at Locale as part of a wider kind of story. So when I got the invite I was really chuffed because editing people's writing from eating around the world is really fun but then sometimes you get a bit like angry because you're reading about this like epic meal and you're like okay but I can't eat that. So it was cool to be able to do that and the food was fascinating I kind of dice up food into like sort of two categories like food that you would want to eat time and time again and food that is interesting or teaches you something or feels like it's sort of pushing boundaries in a way and this was sort of more that so while I really enjoyed the meal it's not something I'd like have for dinner every night it was stuff like um you know there was a snail sort of ragu which was super like deep flavored quite garlicky very herby super intense and rich and it was in this tiny bowl which was perfect because if it was any bigger it would have been way too much and probably left you feeling a bit sick but they sort of had that on this really lovely creamy puree it was fascinating I don't snails are still one of the things I'm a bit weird about eating <laughs> but it was tasty and I, I do I think their texture when they're cooked right is actually quite yummy And then there was this beautiful dish, which was cuttlefish, and it had this gorgeous little cutout of a cuttlefish made out of sort of like very thin, like crisp bread on top of it. That's gorgeous. It was a very interesting dinner. I do love eating like that every now and again. And then on the flip side of that, (laughs) I went to Manteca for lunch on Saturday, which is somewhere where I would eat that food every day. (laughs) It's just classic Italian really gorgeous classic Italian food. We had this, yum, this really delicious, what I would, it was basically imagine like pulled pork terrine that had then been like fried. So the meat had gotten all like crispy on the outside and all melty in the middle. And it was with this apple ketchup, I think, or apple mustard sauce. Oh my God. (laughs) It was, you know, when you like put something in your mouth, lol (laughs) you know when you eat something and you like pause because you're like "Mm, mm, mm, mm." that was kind of one of those moments delicious and then also they had a really gorgeous steak tartare with this like thin layer of like smashed up crispy onions on top 
And then the pastas were just like, we got two different ragouts. One was kind of like a bolognese and the other one was a wild boar and smoked artichoke ragu, which was so good. And just a perfect amount of food. Didn't leave feeling like weighed down or sick. And also really interesting, I interviewed the wine director there a few months ago and when I interviewed her she was at a vineyard in Sicily because they were making their own Manteca wine so they were working with this vineyard and blending it she was there kind of overseeing that process and when I went and dined there this weekend that was finally on the menu and so I got to try this wine that I'd spoken to her about which was super cool and it was delicious it was sort of a slightly skinsy a little bit orange Cacerato blend, super, just a little bit minerally, um, just a really lovely wine, something that would be perfect with the kind of food they have there, which I suppose is why she made it. But that was super cool, kind of a bit of a full circle moment. Yeah, those are probably the two key things I ate this week. And then weirdly, I had two roasts, which for someone who doesn't like roasts is <laughs> two roasts too many. <laughs> But they were good, so it was fine. One of them was cooked by my partner's mother. So. And she makes the best roast potatoes in the world. And that's not just Tim's. I feel like every boy is like, my mum, my mum makes the best insert dish. Yeah, and usually it's just like some average dish, but these are really, really good roast potatoes. So I'm, I'm going to give him that one. This week's query is about as far away from crispy pork terrain as you can get. So sorry about that. It is from Rich and Walthamstow, who says, I'm a big meat eater, but this year I'm doing veganuary for the first time. Where are the best places to get a banging vegan option? Right, Rich. I have thoughts about veganuary. I think that eating vegan undoubtedly has great benefits for the environment because of the way that our current food system works and is structured and the reliance on battery farming and really just mass farming of meat and also the way that we use meat as a replacement for other things in our diet. You don't need to be eating meat every day and you shouldn't be, but the way that things are priced in this country and the way that we've been taught to eat, we sort of think that we do. However, January is without a doubt the worst time to go vegan. Because there's no vegetables kicking about on the shelves. That cucumber has probably come from like South America. So you're probably better to just eat like a good piece of sustainably reared steak. However, I commend you for your efforts and I will help you eat well if you've decided to do that this month. And I do also think that these suggestions are evergreen. So if you decide to go vegan in June instead when it's far easier and better for the environment then you can head there then too as well. Kicking things off with Tofu Vegan which is the vegan sister restaurant from Xi'an Impression uh, in Islington which I think is if you ask anyone who lives in London what their favorite Chinese restaurant is this is probably going to be up there and Tofu Vegan is almost like an exact vegan replica of the original restaurant they've got three locations one in Islington one in Golders Green and one in Spitalfields and it's like all of the dishes you would want when you're going to Xi'an Impression just vegan instead they do a little bit of like fake meat on the menu which I'm not the biggest supporter of but it's delicious and I feel like every now and again it's kind of required if you're trying to supplement a vegan diet so they do this like delicious fried just salt and pepper fake chicken which tastes exactly like the original it's almost spooky 
And then my favorite thing is they do wontons and special sauce, which is sort of just like a vinegary chili oil. They're just so good. It's like exactly what you want from a dumpling. It's like a little bit slick and spicy and a bit of like punchy acidity. And the um the filling is, I think, just kind of like loads of chopped up veg, basically. But oh, it's just as good as a normal like wonton. And I also think when all of the insides are kind of condensed as they tend to be in a dumpling or a wonton you can't really discern the difference between meat and vegetable anyway but yeah tofu vegan is great it's just like lots of dried chilies lots of sort of like numbing Sichuan pepper and I mean I went there with a vegetarian friend and I left like arguably happier than I would had I been kind of eating meat so I would voluntarily go there any time of the year my second suggestion is bubala Bubla is an entirely vegetarian sort of Middle Eastern restaurant. While it is vegetarian, a lot of the stuff on the menu is vegan. It's the kind of restaurant where I think you could take a hardcore carnivore, for example, myself, and they would not leave feeling shortchanged. And I'm not sure they would notice that if you didn't tell them in advance that it was a vegetarian restaurant because they make all of these vegetable dishes sound so appealing it's almost like tricking you because you're like, oh, well, I don't need to see chicken because, yeah, I really want that piece of grilled hispy cabbage because it sounds fucking yum. So this is a really good spot to go, especially if you've got friends that you're eating with who aren't doing veganuary. They do this amazing oyster mushroom skewer with tamari and coriander seeds, which, like, <laughs> you can't tell me that's not meat. I like, It's the meatiest non-meat thing I've ever eaten in my life. Tamari is kind of like a more mellow soy sauce, so you get like a really big hit of umami, a bit of saltiness, and it's like kind of sticky. And I think probably as someone eating vegan or vegetarian, if someone put another mushroom in front of you, you'd be like, get out of my face. Because my perception is that the only option you ever get to eat is just like one big portobello mushroom with like garlicky breadcrumbs and I'm like if you had to eat another portobello mushroom you'd scream but trust me these mushrooms are worth it they are delicious but you could also just have a happy meal from like their dips and breads baba ganoush is amazing I'm pretty sure that's vegan they do an amazing hummus and I just think it's the kind of cuisine that lends itself to being vegetarian because it's veg focused anyway but it's such kind of like big flavors from a lot of stuff that is naturally vegetarian or vegan yeah and then my third option is actually not a vegan or vegetarian restaurant, but um, they have an amazing vegetarian and vegan menu year-round. It's called Pasteo. It's not P-A-S-T-A-I-O, because I'm sure I've just absolutely butchered that pronunciation. It's an Italian restaurant just off Carnaby. It is just a really lovely, vibrant place to have dinner. Super easy, approachable Italian menu, but everything's wonderfully sourced beautifully cooked and yeah they do this great vegetarian vegan menu year round um I think Italian food is another cuisine that does um lend itself quite well to just eating vegetarian and vegan anyway as long as you can go somewhere that has a sort of non-egg pasta um which they've obviously done here because you know it's like instead of butter you're cooking with olive oil there's a lot of kind of like you know vegetable centric dishes and so that you can kind of see that on this menu like the starters has stuff like Sicilian crisp bread and like caponata, which is really, really slowly cooked aubergine 
with raisins and pine nuts and lots of herbs mixed through and tomatoes and it's just like this lovely it's all of the kind of depth of flavor you want from any kind of slow cooked tomatoey Italian dish and I think aubergine is another vegetable that is quite just sort of meaty in its own way and then the pastas they do in again like a slow cooked tomato pasta or there's an aglioe olio which is one of my favorite pastas actually it's so simple and easy but just so great if you have the right ingredients it's literally just olive oil garlic chili and parsley so just super simple but imagine like when you have a really kind of lightly spiced kind of grassy olive oil that is just like golden and glistening and lovely I just feel like that's all you don't want anything to overwhelm that and with a little hint of spice from the chili and the herbiness from the parsley it's just such a good way to eat pasta and they also do this great rotating selection of frozen alcoholic slushies which I think is very fun usually in collaboration with a chef or like a social media kind of food focused personality I think they did one with Easter Belfrage recently and my good friend Brie Graham did one which sounded delicious I just think that's such a fun way to get drunk, regardless of if it's freezing cold outside. And I also think, you know, when you're doing Veganuary, other people aren't necessarily doing Veganuary, but it's great to kind of be armed with suggestions of places you can go where you can eat well, but they can also get meat if they want to. So places like Pastillo are great for that. And actually a restaurant that I mentioned previously, Acme Fire Cult in Dalston is also really great for that. It's a barbecue restaurant, but they really centre vegetables on their menu rather than meat there are obviously some great meat options but you could go there and have an entirely vegan meal and again not feel short-changed so I think places like that are great for veganuary because you know not not everyone's not eating meat uh there you go rich I hope you enjoy your month with no meat we'll see you back on the carnivorous dark side in February and if you our listeners at home have any dilemmas you would like me to answer please do email us on shows at tinypodcasts.co.uk. I am Molly Kodaya, and this is Restaurant Recommendations with Foodism. See you next week.